So when it comes to diverging from the norm, and when I mean norm, I just mean like, you know, the typical ways that people understand themselves or relate back to themselves in. And only until now am I feeling so much more free and liberated to share the stories, share the evolution, share the skill set, share the power within. All right, everyone, welcome to the Divergent Evolution podcast. We are on a mission to have the biggest conversation we can about our potential for conscious evolution. We're going to be talking about self-leadership, spirituality, lifestyle, and diverging from the norm. Join me, host Tia Marie, author, educator, and founder of Sanatia, as I dig into hyper-focused perspectives on what it means to awaken in the age of information as divergent thinkers and creators. And I'd love to have you welcome my guest today, Michelle Drury, who is a longtime um, colleague, client, somebody that I've known for years, and I know to be an extremely um, introspective, wise, um, forward-thinking mind when it comes to consciousness and uh, just an overall creator of many wonderful things. So thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. So today we're just going to talk about your concept of like inner standing, which is a term that I've heard you say many times. And I'd just love to hear about like, what does that mean to you? How do you define it? And how does it um, sort of drive your perspective when it comes to how you evolve and participate in your, in your conscious awareness? Absolutely. Understanding was a term that came to me a long time ago through the practice of my own self-healing journey. And what I found in my space of awareness was that the perception of myself was crumbling, falling down on the ground, way down, not thrivable, not able to do much. And as I began to overcome many aspects and differentials in my life that were not serving me, I gained an awareness of like this growing back up to this, mm. to this I to this me that I am. And as that was happening, it was like that awareness of myself, I could just see her transformation. And there's many iterations of how that space evolved. Uh, one that I absolutely love was, you know, the inner child developing mm. the, the womanhood that she is, and then the, um, the maven. And uh, it was anyway, so that's one inner inner landscape that I explored. And um, in any event, over many iterations, uh, all of these, the sentient that I began to feel was this inner awareness that became so strong. It was an inner standing. It was like such a connection to my deep wisdom that I felt like I was standing on my own plane of awareness that was unique to me and powerfully me. And, and in that there was an adventure and I would just continue with that. (laughs) space and exploration to find and discover what was true and what was real and what was powerful and what was purposeful and what is aligned and and beautiful about me and also in that discovery um you not only do you have that acute awareness for yourself but like the broad spectrum of it becomes um a landscape and a life where you just see that beauty in others and you have like an inner standing for others to feel their own powerful being in essence. And so I love 
understanding as a definition being perhaps along the lines of, you know, an acute self-awareness that allows you to expand beyond the potential that you interpret, like can interpret in the moment, but just continues to expand. And, and it's, um, but it's all encompassing. Uh, and when I say that, um, I don't mean a sense of yourself. It's all encompassing, like the whole world can feel this beautiful origin of your being as simply wonderful. <laughs> and then, and mm-hmm. I don't think that's something that people really talk about. We're always talking about all the things that are problematic and how do we fix them and everything like that. And mm-hmm. if you can just t- touch into that tone of self and that frequency generally, it's it's like understanding, you know, okay, as a great and metaphor is like, you know, when you're talking to someone, and all of a sudden, like, you feel like you understand what they're saying, mm-hmm. now take away that other person. And like, you're having that own self um, dialogue and conversation. And then it's like, you become a new awareness of self that is like the understanding. It's like the same sort of energy, but all about yourself. When did you kind of feel that it was really important to shift into a different perspective? Like, were there, you know, like experiences outside of yourself that were causing you to really search for the answers, but not be satisfied? Or was it just a lack of like ability to have internal peace? Or, you know, what would you say was the catalyst for that? Experientially, it was health. Um, Mm. And I mean, I'll just share like I, I was I was after my second child, I was listening to everybody else tell me how life's supposed to be lived. And, you know, I didn't listen to myself. I didn't have a connection to myself. I'd already lost it because things had just gotten disoriented and I was not just blind. I was deaf. I was all the things and I was just moving in life completely um, veiled. And then my body was just like, no. (laughs) And, and, and I got vertigo. And I think it's such a, it's such an interesting correlation of how uh, vertigo is something that feels like, you know, that person that's hanging, um, that's spread out. And then he's on a circular device. Yeah, you're totally out of balance. You're out. Yeah, exactly. You're just like, feel like that. <laughs> and it's so scary. It definitely feels like the descent, you know, mm-hmm. but you're living it. And um, yeah, so I got vertigo and, and then I had to like literally look at my life in every facet and piece and see what was contributing to the fault line of that demise of myself and kind of fill it back up, you know, with what was aligned, like in line with me in that moment. And it was not an easy feat. I promise you that. And I'm, and and in some ways, in in some ways, I kind of look, obviously it's still happening, but from where I was to what I know and what I can apply and what I do now is it's night and day, but that's what Mm -hmm. it just health. Yeah. So health was like your body was, uh, kicking back or, you know, showing you the ways that you were not supporting yourself. And were you surprised to find that self-perception cured, like what some would think or were just physical symptoms? Well, I have actually a story. And I think that when, um, I feel that at some point, you know, I'm going to back up a little bit, but as a mother, because I know other mothers are probably listening to yourself, but as a mother, when you have a baby, there's like a a moment when that earthling comes to earth and you're out of your body. Mm. And I didn't even acknowledge that until years later. But um, when I had my son, uh, my second son, I was eight months post and um, I had had vertigo and then I didn't listen and it came back and it wasn't going away. And so I 
did do some things that got better. But what I ended up finding for myself was that my soul, my energy, my embodiment didn't feel safe in my body and it wasn't in my body. And as I learned to develop the practice to bring that closer, 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 and then actually have a true desire to hold that frequency in my being, Mm. did it come? And Mm. And I have a whole story around that, but, um, So when I had that awareness and a full embodiment, I got, um, well, let's say a gift, but it could be anything, but I just a really strong awareness of information that I could bring into my body and myself and myself. And it's just such, it's so beautiful when I even think about it. Um, and it's been kind of my life journey to not rely on that, but to embody it, Mm. not rely on it as a voice, but uh, to have it as a sacred space that I am. Mm. And uh, that's been pretty much my journey and that's, that's how it's worked out for me. What do you mean by not rely on it? Well, because how it showed up was a conversation and I want it to be so succinct that there isn't a conversation that it is mm-hmm. just an embodiment. Um, the conversation is fun, but it kind of comes from a space of I'm already at a loss. I need help. And I want, I don't want that. I want it to be an inherent quality, which it, which it is and it isn't. It's, um, you know, it's a mirror of my potential and capacity and, and the trust is within me. And that is the message that they're wanting to bring to me, you know, is that we're, you know, there's all this support in the universe and there's so much um, force and power to be, but to realize that you're actually it. Instead and, of the one thinking about it or wondering yeah. about it. So that's really interesting because or that it's even outside of me or even yeah, yeah. outside of me. Yeah. So you really brought that information. I love how this is like you've closed the loop on this questioning and this conversation. So that information that you had access to, which really was a sort of uh, desire for alignment or integration of like this higher information that is that came from you, that is you. Um, and then your desire to bring it in instead of to have it be like a muse or something outside of yourself that you were searching to understand, right? So you were instead searching to understand it and let it be the truth of who you are. That's that's just really beautiful. And I love how you describe that. Yeah, thank you. That's exactly it. <laughs> So when it comes to diverging from the norm, and when I mean norm, I just mean like, you know, the typical ways that people understand themselves or relate back to themselves in collective consciousness. How has that like desire to accept yourself as different, unique and individual affected your identity, like both in good and bad ways? Honestly, I'd say it's first hard, you know, it's really hard, you know, you feel very separate, you feel very alone, you feel like you can't have like, you don't, you can't have anyone to talk to because if you do, and I and I speak this from pure experience, I, this is what happened in my inner dialogue (laughs) was like, I can't tell people what happened to me. Like I, I even mm-hmm. have a sort of reservation, not sharing it here, but just cause it's a little bit of a long story, but, um, and I would share it with you. I just shared it actually the other day, but that story and sharing it there, it embedded a fear around mm-hmm. everything that catalyzed from that experience. And only until now am I feeling so much more free and liberated to share the stories, share the evolution, share the skill set, share the power within, um, the divine guidance that is uh, rooted in each of us, you know, that I can offer as a mirror of power and purpose in everybody. Right. Um, 
all of that, when it originates, starts as like first your mind blown. And then, after that, <laughs> and then after that, you keep it like, I don't know what to do with this. And that was exactly right. what how I felt. Yeah. And then um, and then I just sort of, you know, it's definitely the once it once it begins, there's no going back. You can't <laughs> like you can't take it back. And so then you're on a journey on your own for a while. And really I think you're quote unquote searching for like, mm. what am I to do with all of this yep. for a long time? Yep. And you you reap the benefits and the chaos of the process yep. of discovering what am I, what is this? What am I doing? Like what's happening? Like like all the aspects of the um self-realization. And then until you really feel like you've gotten somewhere or something, or maybe you're completely full, or maybe you addressed a certain point, which for me was, um, you know, honestly not caring anymore right. about other confidence, the right. outer, the outer field, right? Like, and it starts because there's a perception of it coming from an outer field. But as you get through everything, you realize, no, I am the field. <laughs> and, right. This, I knew and, this. I've always known this. Right? Yeah, this exactly. Yeah you were just here to show me and I got wrapped up in the pic, like in the, sh in the show, in the show, you know? And so <laughs> now it just feels very good and it's alive and I'm just nice. being in a body and it's so cool. How long it's ago, long what did that happen? Eight years ago. So in, in the, the, um, the beginning of 2013. So, um, and it's interesting because a lot of people say that the quote unquote, planetary awakening happened around 2012 2013 so that's super interesting because I had what I would call my version of that information that awakening happened for me in 2014 or in between 2013 2014 when my son was less than a year old and I remember feeling the exact same way like I didn't understand what any of it meant there was so much data so much like almost like universal codes or information like I had several days where I could understand everything on some level about the intersection of you know our relationship to our soul and ourselves and the universe and math and nature and like all of these patterns and things were coming and I just didn't understand any of it I didn't know what the heck I was going to do with any of it. And I also was very worried that I would forget it all. Like I was very worried that, um, that it was my job to somehow grasp it and hold on to it because I remember how, it, how amazing and incredible it felt, but I couldn't, I didn't have the skills to even process or put any of it to use. And so I really spent about seven, I would say seven or eight years before I started, before I had the courage to attempt to um, discover what that meant in me in connection to like my purses, pers um, I'm sorry, purpose and how I would action it out here. And it took me that long to even feel like I knew where even a starting point was. So it's super interesting to hear this story because it's mine is very similar. And I still like feel exactly that I'm on the same path of understanding how it has influence, right? And like how I can be that in my own life, embody that 
and then like you said inspire others but I really feel like that spiritual awakening or the concept around it is a divergence right in and of itself like because it's all unique to us right we each have our own unique um spiritual wisdom perspective you know like the 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 codes of the soul quote unquote so I really love where we've kind of arrived here because that is you know that is stepping outside the beaten path in and of itself <laughs> big time. Right. And you know, the stories are so cool and I'm not going to dread too much on the dates, but my son was like eight and a half months old when I got sick, which was around February, 2013 and 2000, January, 2014 was when I had that catalyzing moment where everything shifted. Mm. So mm. yeah, kind of same. I, and the thing that led up to it for me was that I had, um, chronic migraines and really intense, like I had like weeks, two weeks of, of really intense migraines, you know, shoulder pain, et cetera. Yeah, like it wasn't until my body was like, you literally cannot live like this for another day. Otherwise you're going to be yeah. in constant <laughs> pain. Like that was the only thing that really woke me up to having a different experience and making different change because I had been existing in a life where I wasn't totally fulfilled, knew I had lost my sense of self, was dealing with emotional, you know, symptoms, anger, rage, like everything was kind of kicking up dust and, and, you know, throwing fits. But I was like, yeah, well, I can ignore that. I can still function in my day-to-day -day life. Like I'm comfortable until it got to the point of physical symptoms where I just, then the body stopped moving and working like it used to. And, and then I could no longer <laughs> keep it going. So it's interesting to hear that because I, I kind of forgot about that similarity, but it was the same, you know, it wasn't until the, it was the end of the road. I would say that I really had that, that big awakening to choose something entirely different. Yeah. Well, there was the physical vertigo piece, but the part where, um, I acquired this consciousness, um, that was just, I don't know. Anyway, that was in January that year. And the reason why I bring this up, because I feel like it's such an interesting, uh, similarity that mm -hmm. I was in a lot of physical pain. I was having incredible emotion. I had just spent like the hardest year of my life dealing with vertigo and health and all this stuff. And the crazy thing, um, in terms of, you know, understanding and like catalyzing you to your path and direction. And despite the hardship of making these, um, of assuming and owning these roles that come with that ownership of new consciousness, right. Um, or higher consciousness, whatever the word is that is, works for everyone. So I was having a lot of pain and emotional turmoil. And that's that consciousness that came when I asked it, what were you here for? I think they only try to really use words that you can understand to the mm -hmm. biggest landscape or whatever and um you know uh it, it appeared showed up in my in my field and I was like you know who are you and they're like I'm god consciousness or I'm, I'm I'm god I'm here to help you like what do you need and I was like well what do like what are we doing the very first thing that we did is I was like I have this pain in my shoulder and they were mm -hmm. like I'm gonna teach you how to heal it and my point about saying all this is that this was like a three and a half hour journey with this new mm -hmm. consciousness that arrived in my field. And when I say that, like, you know, I, I want to embody it. It's like, I don't need another force and field in my, 
in my body that isn't me. And I don't think that that's what it was, but it was just this higher frequency of consciousness that is available to anybody and everyone. But for the purpose of the, in the essence of my experience, like I came back to myself and this is what showed in, in support of that or in a right congratulations kind of. And, uh, and then they were showing me. And so now I have this awareness and skill set of healing your body and yourself through emotional context, physical awareness, mm-hmm. practice, purpose, potential, understanding, essentially. And, right. and it's that that's just the beginning of the story. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I get it <laughs> when it comes to the beginning of the story. So in what ways do you diverge from limitation that applies to your consciousness? In what ways? I mean, I deeply discover and I highly like um, I have a a high frequency uh, perpetuity intention to evolve um, Mm -hmm. and I I sit in consciousness with awareness Mm -hmm. and observe (laughs) deeply and greatly and uh, and I want to say almost effortlessly um, but I only say that because it's so akin to my nature. And, um, yeah, I just, that, you know, I feel like when we talk about consciousness and how it works and where we're going and what we're doing, it's so unique. It's so like separate from anything else because it's so divine from us. But at the same point, I also want to say that it's not unique to me. Like mm-hmm. everybody has that. Everybody has right, it. Right, and, right, right. And, and in terms of divergence, I feel like every, because we cannot accept and love uniqueness yet, mm-hmm. that is why people are disconnected from that. And that, and, and so that limitation in and of itself is the recognition that you have through the individuality and the, the fact that we can't accept that individuality generally, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's so much historical context and that's, that's why I love a lot of the work that I'm doing right now um, is to help catalyze the, the movement or some sort of momentum for personal evolution, for self-awareness, for um, journeying within, for just understanding your, your, your landscape, your like historical landscape and then in the body and being that you are. And like, often when I work with people, we, we tone into the frequency of their truths in the moment. And then from there, so much implodes as far as what like happened to them to get there or, you know, um, and it's really fun. It's really unique, especially to explore the energetic landscape or the energetic um, codes or the energetic DNA. There's just so many layers to it, right? You just, you Mm. just, and I'm just, for whatever, I'm just skilled at that. And, um, (laughs) and I, I think it's a matter of just enjoying it, honestly, or maybe it's just who I always was or whatnot. But um, when we get to do that work, people feel themselves. Mm-hmm. And when you feel yourself on a deep level and people get to see or witness, or you also get to be in the presence of someone who's really loving and accepting, you can go just enough further to feel a catalyzing shift in who you really are. Like a mm-hmm. unique aspect of your awareness becomes open or becomes more aware and it's and it's solely for you to have you know and I just think that those are the most powerful moments I so agree and it's like it's almost like that whole you go first thing you know it's like when you can witness somebody else really exploring and owning their own depth it gives you permission to 
do that for yourself. And to me, that's, you know, the whole reason we're here is for that, to, to find that type of wisdom. And it's just such a beautiful thing to see other people do it. And it's very inspiring. So tell me, um, where can listeners find you online and learn more about you and your work and your perspective? I always love a personal message. Honestly, I think it's the best way to go to go towards connecting. And um, but yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Whole Soul Lifestyle, and that's pretty much where I'm starting off my work right now. Just playing around and even on the journey of myself, putting myself out there in this work, um, I've really relied on personal connection with it and spaces of personal development, mm-hmm. uh, curating relations from those spaces. Yeah. I'm happy Same. to connect anyway. Same. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I definitely look forward to having you back on the podcast another time because there's so many things that we can talk about. Definitely. <laughs> we can talk for hours and hours, but um, yeah, I really appreciate your thoughts and your time. And uh, if you want to find Michelle, you can find her in, um, I'll put in the comments inside of a podcast, a link to her Instagram page and check out what she's doing. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you too.